Four Podcast friends, Xavier Hershevitz here with you alongside the incomparable Jamie Mankiewicz and the all-powerful Joe. The man behind the curtain. Yes, the man with the headphones. <laughs> you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We really wanted to take a second. Obviously, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you all, if you're listening to this, I assume you watch the four, and you know that's something that we really do care a lot about. We really are focused on raising awareness around mental health and hopefully helping stop the stigma. So we wanted to take you a little bit behind the scenes of our mental health special that we have airing on May 16th. Um, it's an hour. We're taking the entire hour of the four. We've even kicked out Michael for weather to take everything we can and compile all sorts of different resources and information and tell stories surrounding mental health here in northern Michigan. Um, this was something that we've actually been working on. We've been trying to figure out how many months we've been working on this. I think it was beginning of March. I think it was sometime in March mm-hmm. where um, we kind of first got the idea. Do, honestly, do you know what gave me the idea? What it, what, the first thing that really struck me um, was when the former Miss USA, she was also an extra correspondent, Chelsea Christ. Oh yeah, died by suicide, and it was it was so shocking to so many people. Um, and I, you know, I'm a good company man. I watch CBS Mornings with Gail King, and Gail knew her personally, but also the other person on the show, Nate Burleson, and they just. He had worked with her. Nate had worked with her at Extra. And they were just so blown away and just, they could not comprehend that the girl they knew, the person they knew, was battling this fight this way. Because they when had no indication. When you spend no that much time. Yeah. yeah. You can spend so much time with somebody and never know. Yes. Which is terrifying. It is. Mm-hmm. And it something about that story, and it, it almost just kind <clears> of, showed some you know there were some other stories and one thing people don't realize is you know there are often times where we get tips or we get emails about people committing or I'm sorry excuse me people dying by suicide in northern Michigan and we don't run them mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't do that out of respect for those people and it was just this time where it felt like I was seeing this more and more and so I want, I couldn't, I, there's something about me, and you know this, Jamie, I like to do something. I'm a do something type person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the person that, like, sees the issue in the room and is going to say, You're going to ca- like, call out the issue? Like, that's the <laughs> issue. This is, let's get to the root of it and let's mm-hmm. fix it. And obviously, this is something so complex, but I just got to the point where it's like, what can we do about it? And I did a little research and I saw May was Mental Health Awareness Month and then kind of came to you with the idea. Mm-hmm. And we both wanted to do this. At that point, it was still early on. We were still trying to figure it out. Um, but I think both of us, that's, that's just how the idea came about. That wasn't even what for me said, I w- we have to do this. Mm-hmm. I know both of us obviously have different reasonings and why we wanted to do this, but for you, Jamie, what, because we come up with so many ideas. <laughs> we come up with so many ideas. Let's try it. And so many ideas that don't happen. Come to fruition. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not mm-hmm. to, that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just 
when we have a lot of, you have a lot of ideas, everyone's not going to come to pass. But what was it about this that for you, you were like, we have to do this and we have to do this now? I think because, well, like selfishly, it is a very personal issue for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, in the last, I would say really the last 10 years, it's gone from nobody talked about it at all. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we didn't even, we wouldn't run the stories. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even acknowledge suicide mm-hmm. because it was such a touchy subject to, okay, we need to talk about this. Like there, there's so much going on in, in the world mm-hmm. and so many people are just really struggling, um, you know, in light of just the last couple of years, really how crazy and chaotic it's been. Yeah. Um, it's just something that needs to be talked about yeah. and not just, oh, that's, that's that family's problem. That's yeah. horrible that that happened. Yeah, it is horrible that that happened, but that person could have gotten help mm-hmm. and was afraid to. And I just don't want people to be afraid to get help if they need it. Yeah. If for me, the uh, the whole the whole situation uh, with Chelsea Chris and her passing really kind of sparked the idea. Um, <clears throat> but I actually was downstate and I was getting brunch with some friends. And, you know, brunch is a fun celebratory occasion. And this mm-hmm. whole topic of mental health came up and, you know, they were telling me about some of their issues and trying to find a therapist. Mm-hmm. And I know here we've talked with with coworkers that have had the same issue. Where it's months. Months on waiting lists. Mm-hmm. And it just became apparent to me that this was the conversation I was having, not just with my work friends or my personal friends or, you know, on social media or in the news, but this was a conversation that I was beginning to see pop up in every area of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was sitting at that brunch table, you know, possibly a couple of mimosas in, <laughs> we'll keep that on, you know, between <laughs> us. But it was at the brunch table where I sat there and this is my reaction to most things that I know are gonna be a lot of work, but I have to do it. And I was like, darn it, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, we have really, we really have done a lot. And yes, we're devoting the entire hour to this issue, but I think I can speak for Jamie and myself. We could devote an entire month of hours of shows, five, you know, five hours a week and still only scratch the surface when it comes to this. So, you know, we don't really get to take viewers and in this case our podcast listeners behind the scenes of like how we decide to make the show but i thought it'd be interesting if we did Mm -hmm. because we 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 worked on this and you know inserted stuff deleted stuff called people and really worked around um we're we've got a lot of different kind of areas we're hitting on uh one of which is addiction um for me, that was something that was very personal to me that I wanted to make sure we included. But also, there's statistics around it. I mean, let me see this here. Uh, according to a national survey on drug use, drug use and health, substance abuse disorders doubled in 2020 from pre-pandemic data, a 100% increase. This is the way so many people have, have coped yeah. with the craziness that our world has become in the last couple of years. So 
we really made it a point to work with experts in Northern Michigan, and we're going to have this really incredible story that we're actually do a whole podcast on. But we felt addiction was an important piece to include in some way, shape, or form because this was a way so many people have coped mm-hmm. with their mental health in in th- throughout this. And, and Jamie, this next kind of area we covered was really where, where you did a lot on um, with Ty. You knew as soon as I came to you with this idea, like one of the first <laughs> names that came out of your mouth and <clears throat> wanting to be a part of this was Ty. Yeah, so Ty Schmidt, we... We know and love him on the four. We've had um, him on, yeah. And he's going to be fi- fantastic. Um, really has put together with a bi- huge group of people from all across northern Michigan. Um, it's called We Fight, and it's a it's hard to describe, but it, it's like a, it's like a social media type. It's really it's a group of people that meet in person, but it's it's just it's it was born out of the ment- the mental health crisis for yeah. so many. Teenagers, young people people around northern Michigan right now, which is a very, very scary thing. And I think what, 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 because I, you know, moment of transparency, I kind of at first struggled to figure out, okay, what is he doing and how does this work? And now I really feel like I've got a much better grasp Mm -hmm. on it. And that it really is kind of almost like an advocacy group for mental health. So they're not just talk, they're not just having the conversation and raising awareness about this, but they're like, okay. They're taking action. How can we Mm -hmm. do something to change this? And it's happening in northern Michigan, and I'm super excited to talk to them about it. Jamie, one of your really, obviously this entire hour is our collective baby. (laughs) Um, I never thought you and I would have a baby together, (laughs) but here it is. It's called our mental health special. (laughs) But your your baby in the baby has been has been this story on, on semicolons. And guys, you're going to have, if you haven't watched our mental health special, please go stop what you're doing and watch it. But Jamie, just tell us on why the semicolon tattoo was something you felt was so important to include in this. So the semicolon means it's a pause. It's not a period. It's not the end of a sentence. It's you're going through something, mm-hmm. you take a pause. You think about it, you keep going. Um, it's, it's all part of, you know, your story isn't over yet. Um, I have one. Um, I have met a lot of other people who have had them. Mm-hmm. I've talked with some pretty awesome people just online through Facebook who have reached out to me and have been gracious enough to trust us to tell a little bit of their story, even if it is just my name is yeah. so-and-so and I wear mine for so-and-so or for whatever reason. Um, you know, everybody has a different reason for wearing their semicolon. It might be for someone that they've lost or for themselves personally. Um, I just think it's a really cool concept that has popped up. Um, And it's something that it's almost like, okay, you see that on somebody else and you you know that you can identify, you know that you can trust to talk to them about something like that in some way, shape or form, they're going to be able to it's just it's just like yeah, it's just like a silent thing where you're like, yeah, you know, you could you could just go up to someone and say, "Hey, I have one of those tattoos too." Yeah, and, and how much of a difference that might make, you know? I love it because a <clears throat> lot of times with mental health in particular, there's not always a physical representation. Symbol, yeah. There's not a symbol, and mm-hmm. this gives you a symbol 
that kind of remind you mm-hmm. to just, even in the the storm, to take a pause and continue. Yep. And I I love that. I really I really do love that. And you have to go watch this this story Jamie put together. We had uh, we also wanted to do something on kids. Obviously, I think that it just makes sense. I know so many parents, especially after COVID, um, it, it just became became a huge issue. And so many mm-hmm. parents are trying to figure out how do I do this? I know even These are for some me, deep, dark issues. Like, how do I talk to my seven-year-old about this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and... Or if they're having big feelings. And it's, it's, it's such, it's something that generationally we just mm-hmm. didn't talk about. Because you you're, you're trying to protect them. I yes. understand that. Yeah. It comes from a good place. But when it comes down to it, when they are young, yeah. they need to be comfortable to talk about, I'm not feeling okay today. Or, yeah. you know, it can be as simple as my stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. And that can be so much anxiety that it's just like bubbling up inside a little kid. Well, I think of it like this. A lot of times we don't do better because we don't know better, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, Jamie, you and I do have a little bit of a generation gap, <laughs> just a little bit, not mm-hmm. a big one. But but our our parents are the same generation. Mm-hmm. Our parents are in the same generation. So we were raised by people that kind of similar mindset, the same yeah. generational things. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't something. I don't ever remember ever until like maybe high school yeah. even acknowledging like, oh, suicide is a thing that happens yeah. or depression is a real thing or, yeah. you know, I, looking back now, just as an adult who I definitely deal with my share of anxiety, mm-hmm. but I look back and I'm like, when I was a little kid, these are things that I did. And I'm like, yep, it's definitely been an issue yeah. for a while. And it's just, you know, letting kids recognize those feelings early on so that they're not struggling as an adult yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. And I think it's and really our <clears throat> conversation with Rena and why we wanted to have her in in this was because so many because I know for me mm-hmm. and you know I'm someone that's kind of grown up in a, you know sewer suicide was a little bit more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But still, I wasn't raised by someone that had the tools to know how to exactly. have to do this. And so yeah. there's so many parents that w- are, are going to watch and want to be better mm-hmm. and want to, you know, be proactive. be proactive and have these conversations with their kids. But you just don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And that was why we thought this was so important to have, Rena. another topic that is so difficult to have a conversation on is eating disorders. Oh, my gosh. And that's something that I think also has a unique stigma around it um, but it does a lot of times come and stem from your mental health so that's why we wanted to have Shanti on to kind of break that down with us and whether someone watching is is, you know struggling with with one or you're a loved one of someone struggling with one right really these two these two um, interviews in particular but also the the entire hour not only we wanted to not just tell stories of people that have, you know, Struggled. gone through the valley of the shadow of death and came out on the other side, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to give you all tools in what to do mm-hmm. and how to actually apply this in your life. And that kind of leads into our, our veteran interview. I, I um, you know, everything happens for a reason, I believe, James. And... I went and did an event at the beginning of the year 
uh, that I spoke at, and I met a ton of people there. And one of them was, uh, his name's Josh Galley. He is a veteran, but he also works um, in the Veteran Affairs Office in Charlevoix County. And he's literally been through this process as a veteran, as someone wanting to get help for his mental health. Mm-hmm. And now he also works to help veterans get the resources they need. So he, he's really going to be able to provide us a unique perspective not just in how to get these resources but how these resources have, have helped, helped him, him personally yeah and that um i think that that to me was one of the driving forces for us and and how we put this together and how we went with what was be not just we didn't want to just tell stories but we wanted to tell stories and give you tools and information that's localized to us and allows you to really watch this mental health special, but then also apply it to yeah. your own life. Well, because if it's not you that needs help, and you recognize some of these behaviors maybe mm-hmm. in somebody else, like mm-hmm. a family member, a coworker, you know, you have these tools at your availability yeah. to say, hey, have you heard about this? You know, and just opening up that kind of conversation, I think is important. One of the things that I know was very, very, very important to me, because this is these these are tough subjects, right? And um, I would be lying sitting here if I didn't say sometimes I struggle with how to have the conversation the best way when we talk about these things. But I know, I know one that you at home are probably wondering the same thing. How do I talk about this? Well, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I feel that that burden too, especially because there's so many people watching. But it's important to have the conversation. And one of the things I've learned um, is that when you say the wrong thing when it comes to a lot of these things around someone that knows better, they don't judge you for it. They mm-hmm. just are going to help you communicate learn better. Better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like earlier, I misspoke when we were talking about suicide. I said something that you're not supposed to say anymore. Well, and it, but that's. That's what was always said. I, that's what the, was always mm-hmm. said. And now we're changing our vocabulary. Changing the narrative. And I think a lot of times that is one of the things we struggle with. And when we have these conversations, oh, I don't want to say the wrong right. thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to trigger anybody. Yeah. Or, and, my, yeah. and my point is it's okay to say the wrong thing, I believe, if your intention is in the right place. Especially when you're talking to a loved one. That's really what I'm getting at is you have to have your intentions in line. And with that, for us having these deep and troublesome conversations that are important, we didn't want you to, we didn't want to leave you all in a hard spot at the end. And we've worked really hard to figure out how do we end this? Mm -hmm. How do we end this giving someone hope? How do we end this hour-long special with hope and... I can't even, I don't even know how to go <laughs> into this without just freaking out because it's the, Jamie here was <laughs> able to secure the most perfect way in ending this. And we, we really did kind of go back and forth a lot on how do we end this with in a hopeful place. Um, so how did, how did we end this in a hopeful place, Jamie? Well, we have a lot of 
who we call friends of the four, which really... In other words, Jamie has a lot of who we call friends of the four. <laughs> <laughs> These, uh, but most of the show, a lot, a good portion of the show has just been, who do we know? Yeah. Who do we know? Who can help us with this? This is what avenue we want to take with this. It's, it's in journal, and really in reporting, it's called using your sources. Yes. You call your sources, yep. you work your sources, and then you find... You kind of figure it out from there. Well, and then also everybody that we've talked to has been very excited just to be part of this. I think it's, I think what I learned in in this and all the phone calls that I made and all the different people that I talked to and, the, you know, the addiction story we did changed like six times before we actually mm -hmm. shot it. But I got to talk to a lot of different people in that process and I was really thankful for it. Because what I've realized is a lot of the people connected to this issue want more things like yes. this. They want this space. They yep. want these conversations to be had. And we really didn't, I would say we really didn't get any no's from anyone we that we called. And like, I didn't get a no from anyone. It was Everyone was yes, how can I help? Yes, how can I help? And you know what? I think you should call so-and-so because so-and-so has really got a unique perspective on this. Mm -hmm. And then you call so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so says, you know what? I know so-and-so. You <laughs> should call so And next thing you know, you have talked to all of these people. You've, you know, we figured we've, out we've so started many a new show. We've started another show, just so it's, everybody knows. It's just, it's, it, yeah, it, <clears throat> it really... Anyway, to make a long story short on that whole point before we go into how are we ending, it's just that <laughs> it really did confirm to me that we were on the right track and doing the right thing. When things like this fall into your lap. Yeah. Because when you're when you're searching, 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 sometimes it just happens. And we got lucky with one of those moments because our friends, the Accidentals, are going to be joining us. Um, they, their most recent album um, was written in quarantine and you know as everyone else they all had their experiences mm -hmm. and um they had some losses and some friends and some things that were pretty rough um and so their song is about mental health about you know zeroing in and bringing awareness and so. and I, what i've learned is they do they've written a lot of songs yeah which I didn't, and I, I love them. I love them so, but yeah. I never, I guess I never really looked at a whole lot of where it came from. Yeah. I know that I always knew that I loved their music, but now it's it's just cool that we'll be able to get that perspective. So. Yeah, and, and I think it's one of the things that we wanted to, we, we wanted to make sure we highlighted throughout the hour was people that have struggled and are here mm -hmm. and I'm not I don't I, I hesitate to say not struggling anymore because we all struggle and we all have ups and downs in life but they're still here and I really we really wanted to show that not just with the accidentals but also in our addiction story and that this is someone who has you know really struggled but is here and is working every day to be on the other side of it. And it's really something. I, I, I implore all of you, if you have not watched our mental health special, please stop what you're doing. Go on the View It. They can watch it on View It, right, Joe? 
They can watch it on View It. You can watch it on View It. Please send it to someone. Send it to someone. Share the resources. That's send what we it did it someone. for. Because it, I, I, if for us, and me and Jamie were talking about this just before we started this podcast, if this helps one person, one person out there, I think we will have done our job. But our hopes, our hope is it helps more than one person. And by you sharing that resource, it will help many more people. Many, many more people. Jamie, I just have to say this has been really an exciting, an exciting, a challenging, but very meaningful project yes. that we've that we've set out on, and you know, it's tough stuff, but I'm so excited. It's 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 tough, <clears throat> but we know it's meaningful, mm-hmm. and I think that is what really pushed us to just keep doing it Mm -hmm. you know because it it, you know like i said we get so many ideas and a lot of times it's very easy to shelf them but we both of us just knew independently that we had to do this we had to do this and i'm just i'm really amazed and thankful and just grateful at the way it it showed up and the way everyone has had that we've talked to about it has just come on been so excited and really helpful and i know it's going to make a difference i, I agree um i have what we usually end this podcast in a different way but i think we should end it in this way today um and that is with the national suicide prevention lifeline um, available 24 hours a day seven days a week you can chat um you can call that number is 1-800-273-8255 so share that lifeline with everyone and uh, anyone and remember that there is hope even in the darkest of times there's always hope thanks so much for listening be sure to share this podcast and share that mental health special jamie give us that number one more time it's 1-800-273-8255